welcome along for the last time this year on the Carlo Club Football Front 2, the Left Wing Back Show. Um, we've had a manic day, I have to say. We're getting clips together, we're getting teams of the year together, player of the year together. Um, just one of those mad things. And uh, even up to a couple of moments ago, we we're still finalising the, the team of the year, would you believe? So it's uh, presented many a headache. Um, but the jury has reached a verdict and um, we did put it out there on Twitter earlier in terms of what your team of the year was and uh, a couple of people did get in touch with us uh, on twitter uh, on whatsapp and different places and as we give ours don't be afraid to give yours um you can do that on facebook twitter and uh on youtube if uh, you're watching on that as well uh, just comment underneath and we can bring it up on the screen all going well and the episode tonight is in association with auto image carlo uh, for all your motor needs and check out their facebook and instagram pages so yeah we're going to start with the uh, the big news, I suppose, and that's uh, Rafili are the Carlos Senior Football Champions for 2021. Uh, 212 to 110 winners over A-Rogue. So uh, a good bit to go through with that. Uh, we're going to bring in Stevie Bambrick first, who was on commentary duty for Carlo GATV yesterday. How are you doing, Steve? Hi, Kevin. You're a little bit like Anna Geary now at the moment. Uh, everywhere you look on the television, uh, you're around. You're getting all these gigs. Um, our number. <laughs> is, uh, I've been looking for, like for a while now. <laughs> oh, she, she's well versed she knows that oh she knows the crack knows the crack Christy Bulger how are you all good and Tommy Wogan how are you keeping all right Kev um the two lads on the bottom of the screen is there delicate souls today are you uh a little bit upset how's uh how's things uh I'm getting a bit of feedback there Kevin I can't hear you there okay um not quite sure we'll, we'll try we'll try to see what that is for a minute we can see you on the screen and we can hear you on the screen uh i don't know if you, you're choosing to hear that feedback or not or whether you actually can hear me i don't know what you wogan but uh <laughs> yeah i think i think you can hear a little bit already he's chuckling there but um look lads we uh we all got it wrong being honest about it uh yeah. you know we make no qualms about it uh tommy tommy has gone this night you might jump on the sec but we did and i think not many people, in fairness, were given Raffaele a chance. Uh, There's a lot of Raffaele people I know that didn't think they were going to win. Uh, and did they go and win? And we're so deserving as winners. Um, mightily impressive. Uh, Christy, what did you think? Uh, yeah, hugely impressed. Um, like, it was a cracking, entertaining game. Um, and to, they did deserve to win. They were full value for their money. Um, I thought they had some outstanding performances, and the yeah, I just a few little things that stood out for me. The, every time there was a kick over that, they interchanged their forwards, kept Aero's backline busy. Um, I thought their half backline was immense. I just thought it was such a launch pad to go forward, and it was something that was lacking in Aero that transition from the backs to the forwards. Um, but yeah, highly entertaining, really good game. Um, and some really fine displays on display. Mm-hmm. Steve, you uh, call that one for Carlo GATV, as we we're saying. And um, what did you make of it? Well, she's going into it. You're looking at uh, you know, uh, 91, I think, was the last time could have been Raffili turned over there, all in the final. I'm not sure, no, but um, I said to a couple of people, neutral point of view, we need an early ball. An early goal for Raffili, and like two minutes in, Brian Murphy had that had that box taped, and you know you were going to be in the game for a while anyway. And like in first they wrote they went one two to a point down, then they went one four to one two up, 
So you're kind of thinking then the water break comes, you know, or they want to normal service re- resumed, but uh, going through the the quarters, Raffili, you know, were consistent score ways in each quarter. Our rogues kind of went off after half time. They scored four points in the second half, but uh, you know. The battle with Dara Cornover and Colin Hulton in the far side there in the first half. There's two or three uh, incidents with the toe. I know they were given as good as one other got, but Colin Hulton wasn't getting shots off. You know, and the last day he had two points in a minute. He got two points in a minute after half time. He's a confidence player. Like any forward, Chris Blakely, Chris Chris kicked two wides, but kept shooting, shooting. And we said in commentary, he wants to miss the next minute of the ball scored. And like it was the best county final I've been in, uh, at football wise. Uh, but I was shadow of it. I, I think anyway that you know the excitement levels and all like we were in the stand and the Raffaele crowd were beside us like it was the last ten minutes quarter now were just mad like it was it was yeah. like they were in the hair shed and someone was baiting with a stick like it was just you know they were and they were getting momentum too you know they were going up Eric Malloy came on at half time or after half time there and uh, you know we seen him coming on last week so you know it wasn't it wasn't going to be um, he wasn't just going to be sprung we, we knew yesterday like in fairness was a good chance and like uh, his athleticism alone. Coolness on the ball after the one he kicked wide, he kicked a Hail Mary shot, probably not right to shoot. But like once once he just carried the ball, like he was making it a goal there along with Brendan Murphy and the ball brought back to uh finished off by Eric himself, like you know, a soccer player, Damien Duff is his boss in Shelburne, left foot. He couldn't race it, you know, back three weeks training. But uh, you know, from a county point of view, we're looking at lads that haven't been on the county team. will they, you know, the likes of you know the Daryl Corn, cornerback, brilliant there, 17 years of age. You know, he's a bit young for, you know, he's a first year senior first, you know, Hubble County. But like, as, as a game itself, like, okay, they're all, oh, no, to was a loss, not starting. Uh, obviously, he came in, so whoever knock he had, he was able to play. But like, as a match, as a game that you're yeah, invested in from minute one to 65, that was brilliant, I thought. No, just, both teams in fairness that in a good spirit like there was a couple of yellow cards i think they only got three or four uh roughly got a straight head near the end all right but like you know there was played in a good spirit you know i see see brendan murphy lifting gannon off the ground there one stage after giving away a free you know that's what's all about they left it in the field and you know for carla football was the winner yesterday thought no yeah best final i think i saw for a long time as well in terms of um overall quality just to mention as well we do have um a good bit of post match to Go through. We're going to hear from uh, Tony Bulger, Brian Murphy, uh, Robbie Malloy, uh, Eric Malloy, and Paul Deeran over the course of the show, and we'll be uh, going through uh, the Junior C final. We've some post match from that. Uh, we've some clips from the Carlos Senior Ladies Football Final. We're talking about the Senior Relegation Final, and we also have the Minor Football Final as well. So uh, plenty to get through over the next hour. We're just uh, struggling to get Tom Wogan back in. I don't know, is he having a few technical difficulties? I can't see him on the, the green room side either, and we've sent him a WhatsApp, so hopefully we can we can get him back in here. Um, maybe he's he's going to hang us out to drive with this team of the year. I don't know. Um, that, that team of the year, he's not too happy with it. <laughs> yeah, we we might, we might just tell everyone that, that he picked it. He just go with town just to not have to face the music or whatever. He, for he, the could, be the way, uh, he could be on the way up to Collection there now with uh, here knocking the door, you'll know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> either, either, so. either he is. Hopefully, hopefully he's okay anyway. But um, yeah, so um, look as we said, we we clips from the game. We have we have post match. Um, you know, I just think in general, you know, when when you're looking at this contest, it does seem that, and just slight contradiction here, like Arog had goal chances in the second half that they did not take, right? But then if you look at the the goal that Arog did get, which was shown a few moments time, it did come from a Raffaele error. So 
like I think for once you can kind of say in my opinion anyway I think five points was a fair uh, winning margin in the end Christy would you agree yeah I had in my head the first team to get to 115 was going to win um, I yeah I think value for money I think they deserved five points in the end yeah they like it comes down to big moments and in the last 10 minutes they just had all momentum going going with them and they used it and they're just excellent excellent in the last 10 minutes yeah they were in fairness um yeah i'll uh i'll flick through some of those uh moments from that from that game um we'll get we'll, all the goals actually in the senior game we'll, we'll just bring it up on the screen so you're going to be here on the left hand side as well so maybe we'll talk through this one um steve you obviously were on commentary so i'll get chris to talk through so we obviously we've had finnegan here chris yeah and you might talk us through the rest of it just froze there now yeah it's playing it's playing fine on my screen anyway but you know that was that was obviously brian murphy's goal which came you know in the yeah. in the early stages um it, uh, for me like i like it's mad to think that say so many forwards and so many fullbacks got on the ball like they all played decent on both sides it was nearly i thought it was kind of the half backs between um between the 245s that was the winning and losing of the game for me to be honest um mm-hmm. like ed kicked in a long ball this is what i'm saying after the kick out they were changing over so they're keeping all the rogues backs really busy that they had to keep an eye out and mark there was no chance for a sweep or anything like that and i think like from a Raffili point of view, that they were targeting that and they wanted to get that ball in early and test the lads. Got in and it was it was a great goal as well. Um Turner's man, like we've been saying it all year, Brian is such a good footballer, clever footballer, knows the right position to be in, and then when he gets the ball, how to use it. And it was a humding of a start for them. Was indeed, yeah. Um so let's move on to the second goal, which we kind of spoke about, and this is this is the error, I suppose. They they try to take a quick free here. Brendan tries to go down the line with it. Um, it's intercepted by Mark Fury, I think. And in fairness, Eroog have a bit of a sniff as to what might be on the cards here. So Adam Murphy treads one through to Ross Dunphy, and again Dunphy plays a first time ball inside to uh, Chris Blake, and he's only one thing in his head here. It goes past Paul Kern. In fairness, Robbie gets a little bit on this, I think. Does he? Is there a little nick on that there? Chris, I'll wind it back. I thought initially that he got a bit of a leg to it and that put it into the bottom right, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Let's have another little look at it now. No, he just slotted it into the right. No, that's that's, that's a good finish. Very yeah, good it's finish. a great finish. And um, like really well taken because like Chris, again, or a forward, like a confidence player, he missed one or two at the start and then kicked two beauties and the go- then the goal went in. Like It was just, it brought us right back into the game and it was badly needed at the time. I thought it was a great finish as well. Real composure. Yeah, and obviously this is the goal that uh, wrapped it up. Now, we, we will show the, a couple of Eroge chances in a few moments, but, you know, Eroge, in fairness, like, just to put a bit of context, we're just into injury time here, two-point game, and Eroge are, are probably going for broke a little bit because Rafili turned it over on the, the halfway line, and again, they sniff a goal-score opportunity. This is Eric Malai, Turner, and true. Brendan keeps going to his left, and he'll receive the pass in a moment. I think this is Brian actually inside, and it's saved. And like as Stevie said already, like who do you want in that position? Uh, yeah. A soccer player is always useful. Uh, and he he did he just slotted home like um, yeah. Do you know what, it was on the cake but, really for them, wasn't it? Well, sure it was. Yeah, like but the mad thing was just before that, and we we'll, we'll bring up this here now. I think we have those clips somewhere. I can just grab them. 
I actually don't have in the hand. But the you know the save from Mortal Ware's effort, Robbie Malaya, that was a big, big moment, uh, big, big uh, moment at the time. It was it was huge, um, because. I, I actually thought we were, we were trying to force the goal once or twice, like where we could have got shots off and just got the scoreboard, kept it ticking over. But, um, like, yeah, Murta's chance, and then I suppose the chance with two lads inside him as well, like, it, it just seemed to open up completely. Um, it was a great save, and again, that's just a momentum booster. Like, if you want to know uh, that it could be your day, it's when things like that happen, just fills you with confidence to that today is going to be your day. Um, yeah. I think I, I think Gallon for the two for the two of them was hand passing off. Maybe I'm wrong for Murta's one, but I, I thought he slipped one or two grey hand passes in to take out a few defenders. Well this is actually um I think that pass you're talking about for Murta's chances in this video as well. So we'll give this a little yeah. Gallon wasn't involved in that one. He was over this side the, the yeah, first ball from Morrissey's was definitely his it took out two or three lads. Yeah, I'm just going to pause there for a sec, right? Because Rafael, you're obviously back in numbers and Jordan takes that bit of a run through. Gannon spots it. And we spoke about this actually a few weeks ago with, um, um, I'm going to bring Tommy back in here in a sec actually as well. Tommy, can you hear us there now? Yeah. Perfect. Jeez, good good to have you back. I thought I thought you were after getting insulted with me over the, the Euro comment at the start. No. <laughs> it's like, he's not coming back. And then there was rumours that um, you wanted to go missing because of this team of the year. But uh, thankfully we have you back. <laughs> good no, to have you back. Obviously, we're just flicking through um, the, the goal scoring opportunities. We've had the goals, and then this is the DRO chance or two that, that they had. And um, yeah. we're talking about what Gannon's about to do. And what I was saying there before I was bringing you back in was remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about Danny Moore and against Wexford in 2017. I think yeah. Gannon actually passed off that ball to him as well yeah. for that goal. And this is a similar enough kind of pass, look, because all the bodies are back there for Philly. And it's a great run by Jordan as well. Robbie Malloy is so alert, and this is a fair collision, lads. <laughs> like, um, and if you, if you look at it again, in real time, people were saying, oh, penalty, penalty. But two things, no. Robbie actually stands his ground. And if you look yeah. at Jordan's legs, Jordan's legs He's actually strong. leave the ground as well. So... And then they'll get the free, then they'll get the free in the same. Brendan Murphy went to raise the ball and he stuck his head into Sean Gannon. And it looked accidental. It was a free, look, it looked, you know, right, okay. Could be in a free out from the could be in the penalty if the umpire or the ref had called it wrong, which you know, you know, looking in real time, you could think possibly, but then it should have been a free out and still end up being a pint, you know, and it could have been, yeah, you no, know, it was at the stage where you know, scores were at premium and uh, every score was going to count. So we can't, we can't actually see by the next clip who sends the ball into Mortuware because it just shows them on the ball. Um, we'll see now, there we go. Kelvin Chatton, yeah. was it, or Benny, I think. I'm not quite sure. Well, Gannon's not in the vicinity, so maybe he's out of shot. Gannon's I don't know. Here, left here. Gannon's here's the ball. Yeah, Gannon's here. So it wasn't him. So, like, Tom, I'll get you to talk us through this as it's happening. We'll just we'll wind it on again. Um, we'll just bring her back here now. It might take a second just to uh, roll on to the next one. But talk us through, Tom. Yeah, okay. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fall to. Murta for going for the shot there. Like he, he was after making great ground, and uh, look, some people said probably should have fed it off inside. But if you look at uh, if you look inside, Rafferty guy had already covered him. So the only thing I would say, if Murta had kept it low, 
you know, uh, yeah. get it down low on the ground, like, you know. But um, Is it Chris Chris Blake here? Like, Chris Blake, I don't think was too happy with not getting the pass, but I don't know, does he realise he's, there's someone fairly close to him, but... I don't know, somebody, yeah. But a little pop pass there, you could be looking at a palm goal maybe, could you? Yeah, well, you could have, but then the other side of it is, like, you know, it, 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 Chris has already had a guy on his back, like, so, I mean, mm. and Morta... But then if Morta, if Morta doesn't shoot, Robbie is standing yeah. up, and, and, and the yeah. ball's go between Robbie and Chris, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Still a good save, that. Yeah. And um, there's one there's one we don't have a clip of. I thought the one in stoppage time, even though it was a scuttery enough effort, was a savage save, because there was enough on it to get past him, and he still got down low. And there's yeah, bodies yeah. in front of him as well. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. great save. I think it was the owner who got the shot away. I thought it might have been owner who got a prod on it at the time. Could be wrong with that, mm. but yeah, that was that was another very good save. Like it was so so important. So, uh, do you know what? We're on the topic of Robbie Malice. We might as well hear from him now. Robbie Malai, Raffili, senior football champions. Congratulations! Unbelievable stuff. Five point win in the end. You had a couple of saves to make, and you made them. Ah, yeah, a couple of saves to make for sure. Have to be made at the time, and that's it, isn't it, really? Yeah. And in fairness, the crucial moments as well, because he were a couple of points up, I think, when Morta Ware was bearing down on goal, and you got a hand to that. And equally, then in stoppage time, I think it was on route trying to prod one over the line, and uh, and you got across to it. And look, it was there was a lot happening in that game. There was a lot going on there, and I'd say it was fairly nervy coming towards the end of it as well. Uh, I don't know. Five points in there. No, I suppose we were a backstand against the wall, trying to prevent them going for goals and stuff like that. But. Uh, I suppose last 15 minutes when we kind of kicked on a little bit, I was confident enough that we were going to get over the line. We we have enough done throughout the year. And I felt you made big improvements throughout the season. You're always learning, and particularly even in comparison to last week, you got a queer lot right in the space of a week. Like, uh, yeah, character to the boys. In fairness, management team come up with something, chose the night, and we stuck to the plan today, and thankfully got over the line. Look, you've had heartache in finals previously. It's been a while since you won one or whatever. Like so. Uh, it's a sweet one to be honest with you because look nobody gives a chance so it does make it sweeter including ourselves I got back on to Tommy Wogan here now he's probably <laughs> uh, no I, I suppose no one gave us a chance I suppose, uh, I suppose we looked at uh, everything what the bookies have us at 1 to 10 on or, or Aerog 1 to 10 on and we were 5 to 1 so uh, we bottled that up and uh, helped us go over the line as well everything helps that way well, listen, come here. Well done. Delighted for you, honestly. And the best luck next weekend, all right? Thanks, Evan. Thank you. Thanks, Robbie. Tom, you got a mention? Huh? You got a mention? Uh, if I did, I didn't hear it anyway. <laughs> no, he, um, he, he was obviously paying attention to what you were saying on the podcast there. He said, uh, I can go back on to Tommy Wogan now. Um, yeah, in fairness to him, you know, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, kickouts are very good too, of course. But, I mean... He's not the he's not the only hero there by, by any stretch of the imagination. We have a few more of these to go through, so we might as well we might as well go through them. So first of all, a forty-two year old warrior in Tony Bulger. Tony Bulger, congratulations, Raffili County Champions. Not too many people were saying that at the start of the year. Not too many people were saying that last week. But uh, you won't mind that now, of course. No, it's a very sweet, sweet victory, especially with their rogue. When we lost to them in 2017, they went on a roll and they were looking for five, so Look, they're a great team, but we have a great team and, and we have a great tradition, so it's nice to get over the line. We're there, there, thereabouts, and hopefully we can push on now. I felt even from the game last week, you made savage improvements, and I think you knew those yourself in terms of trying to shore things up, which you did, and you picked off some great scores. You were brilliant today. 
Yeah, I like to, I like to think that we're trying to play an open game. There's so much football now; it's all defensive. But I feel you're trying to play an open game, and and we rely on, you know, youth and experience. I suppose a blend of it, and uh, trying to get the scores at the right time, like Brian Murphy, Brendan Murphy, Ed Finning, and we've a lot of you know, wise men. And then a special mention for Robbie Malay was exceptional today, stopping a couple of real, really good chances for Airog. The, the right ball age of 41, you're still thundering on. 42 now, Jenny, Mac. Uh, I don't know how you're doing it at all. John McGrand, the junior game, 45 as well. They say life begins at 40, and it's not going to work for you now today anyway. Yeah, no, look, it's very, very nice, 42 in August. And uh, I suppose I, I, I suppose lifestyle has to change, and it's changed the last few years. Look, going well. It's nice to get him, nice to be involved there. Hard to come into a fast game, but um, yeah, just, just still nice to be involved as well, you know. Well, listen, enjoy your celebrations, Tony, and the best looking Leinster, all right? Thanks very much. And then you look at the, the far end of the spectrum, young Porrick Deeran. Porrick, congratulations, unbelievable stuff. Uh, you've been brilliant this year. And um, we're honestly delighted for you because nobody gave us a chance, us on the podcast included. And uh, well done, you've gone and stopped a drive for five and uh, you've been one in a row yourself now. Look, uh, a lot of work went through it. We knew coming into it like it was going to be dogfight. Um, we had that hurt from earlier on in the year, from last year's championship. Uh, we knew we just had to build, 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 and it all clicked today, thank God, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were brilliant in both sides of the field. You shore things up at the back and picked off some great scores. Ah, look, sure, when you have shooters like Brian Murphy, Jake Elliott, Brian Smith in there, you have your long rangers, we have Alan Kelly. Ah, you could stay going, Brendan Murphy, Ed, pinging ball in, like, it just doesn't stop, like, we have... The talent is there, it's just all had to click there today and thankfully it did. Well listen, enjoy the celebrations and well done, alright? Alright, next up, Eric Malai, the goal scorer. Eric Malai, congratulations, Raffili County Champions. Uh, if you wanted someone in the position to tap a ball home off the turf, a soccer player would come in handy, of course. But uh, yeah, look, uh, you, you took the chance and that put the, the icing on the cake and wrapped it up. So congratulations and it's been quite a, a story for you. Like You're probably only back a few weeks, I'd say, yeah? Oh, stop, yeah, I'm only, only back there two or three weeks, yeah, finished off the season with Shells on a high, winning the league there, and sure, I wanted to keep up my fitness, Damien Duff taking charge, and I wanted to be in flying form, so I came down and trained with the lads, they were looking for, or they said, like, come on in, they'd be happy to come in, so I said, yeah, I will, I'll do my best, come in, I'll keep my fitness up, and try to help the team, you know, and I tell you, it felt to me, but... It still had to be put away, and I don't think it was done in very then. Like Vero came back with two great chances there, and Robbie in the goal, some outstanding saves to keep us in that head going into the last two minutes there. And if that went in, it would have been so nervy. So a very good game, nothing in it, and uh, yeah, delighted to get over the line. You may send Duffer, Duffer a clip of that goal now. He uh, <laughs> might, might go in your favour. Yeah, Jez, you never know. I sure. <laughs> It's great, it's just to win win a, win a title, it takes a lot, and it's not just um, the players out there, it's the backroom staff, it's the families, it's the whole parish that uh, came together here to, to, to make this happen. It's, it's not just the players, the players are outstanding, but there's a lot of players, a lot of people out around the scenes, like the management were excellent all year, like from what I've heard and what I've seen, they've been super, and then uh, the, the families and all the sacrifices they do, it's been super, it's absolutely amazing here, and then to win it, it's just brilliant. Indeed. Well, listen, thanks for having a chat with us, Eric, and well done again, Ari. I think the smile on his face kind of captures everything. You can see how happy the man is. Like, And if you look at it, in the last couple of years, he's been in New Zealand, he's been in Poland, he's been all over the world, but still nothing means as much as what he did and achieved yesterday along with his teammates. You can just see it in him. Like, And for me, that's literally what makes county finals so special. Um, sure. 
that was the difference, Kevin, wasn't it? I mean, yes, the, the Rafferty subs had an effect. Their rogues didn't. Yeah, you know? he made a big difference. And Steve, he you mentioned it, I think, in terms of there was one ball he took the wrong option with and he got an earful. And after that, flawless. Um, yeah. In fairness, yeah. like, and he's only back three weeks, like, and he, he's still... Some, some, some going from the players and that to have the the wherewithal to see, right, Eric Malloy, are we going to let him into the panel here? Three weeks, trend. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, maybe someone could have else could have, could have been brought on yesterday or the last day instead of and they didn't and they burned because he was brought on and you know that takes a bit of uh, a bit of forward thinking and, and the whole the, the probably the, the management as well probably seen an opportunity right this lad sure he's flying after playing a full season of soccer mm-hmm. confidence as well after winning the the you know the division one their two title and uh just he couldn't rate it you know and then right. score his left foot like Damien Duff, like it just, you know, maybe 92 yards out, but geez, it was, and the smile on his face, you said, like, just no matter where you go, like, you're on, the, the, they're the lads, he went to school, probably, you know, it'd be some, he's, his father, I think Pat Malay's his father, Pat was on the, he cost no, him the first team Noel, sorry, it's Noel, yeah. Like, geez, he, he was a Trojan warrior for, for Rat Philly and, um, and Cara down the years, and, you know, he, he's went far, far and wide, but just come back there and score a goal in the county final three weeks ago. Like you couldn't just ride her over stuff, you know. Yeah. He's an absolute, he's a lovely, he's a lovely chap. He's an absolute gentleman. He's mm-hmm. a really nice lad, like, you know, and d- delighted for him, like, you know. But look at, you know, the Malays are steeped in, in Raffili, in the history of uh, Raffili, the, the Malays are steeped in it, like, I mean, and uh, I've no doubt, like, I mean, Eric would have played for Raffili, but for the fact that, you know, his soccer career t- 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 took over. And you're right, Steve, what you say, like, I mean, they, they, they brought him back, back into the fold with open arms and uh, he delivered, you know, uh, so well done to him. Can I ask you two down below who are actually, you know, obviously, Chris, you're with a senior club team and Tommy, you've been over the county team and stuff along with Turlough. If that happened in your case, would you have played him? Yeah, well, there's buying from the players. It has to be yeah. player-led, like. Yeah. Uh, if the yeah. players are accepting, there's no issue then. Hmm. But you give the players the opportunity to, like, you're putting the power to the players with that as well. Oh even yeah, though you're in charge, yeah. Because there, because some someone in that group is going to lose out. Mm-hmm. Bring yeah. them in, but like, if someone's willing to take the gamble and ha- put take a sacrifice, then then you bring them in. Yeah, but that's a hard call. You as a selector, it's, hard it's yeah. a hard call. But it just shows where they are at though as a group like like you listen to mm-hmm. Paul Dern he's on the young side in the field he sounds like the most mature man on the field like, mm-hmm. like he just said it they were building they were building they were building they learnt a lot they have a lot mm-hmm. of heart like I thought his interview kind of encapsulated everything about what they're doing the last few weeks and then for him for him as well like Jeez, as he's just he just gets up and down the pitches. It's a giant. He came back. Him. He came back there in the first half, Chris. There, I don't think it was Jordan Morris who was going through. Yeah, and it could have been Conor Bale was tracking him. He was under bit of pressure. Mori mm. and Cop that didn't have to be shown from the line. Came in, helped him bang. Attack mm. broke up. Like it was he nineteen years of age, twenty years of age. He's only eighteen, Steve. 18. He's in with the freshers here in the IT, like so. Like first county final. Like he's that's, 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 for a long time. He's improved yeah, this he, year in the couple of games I've seen, you know, yeah. uh, no end. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I know, look, says 
you're looking at lads of one and you're probably putting you might be saying you're taking a bit more heed of them as well but that that to me that that thing that he was able to cop that himself 20 minutes in yeah. the first county final the cauldron against their all going for five in a row and uh come out of the ball he must have been six foot six after the coming yeah. out of, you know the you know to, to, to have the thinking to do it and then to pull it off like you might look a whole lot in the bigger scheme of things but jordan mercy going through it's not an easy prospect for to be but even like as you said it, like so mature to to spot it and like to position himself there like to be in the right place at the right time and it wasn't the first time it wasn't the last time in the game i thought he was exceptional and even lads in the last 15 minutes when Murta came on he dragged Murta over under the stand three times three times to take him away from the kickouts and cuteness pure cuteness to do it like uh and there, like people don't, sometimes don't see that, but that's a big thing to get a big man out of the middle to clear the way for someone like the Brendan Murphys or whoever to pick it up, Ed, uh, out there. So, I look, I just thought he was immense to be honest, and I think it just shows like young lads if you give them a chance, lads, you'll reap the rewards. They just everybody has to start somewhere. Can I, can I flip that point, uh, slightly, Christy, right? Because I'm sure when Mortaware come on at half time, that might have been with the intention of you know. The height that he has in his favour in, com- in comparison to Park, who Rafinha yeah. kept on him, but did Arog utilise that enough for kickouts? Like I don't uh, recall no. any high ball coming out on top of Morta. There was no. one ball playing in front of him that bounced away from him. So and even even bring them on, say a wing half forward. He hasn't. He's not that type of player. He can't no. get up and down the field like mm. like either set him in the middle or put mm. him in foot forward to be a threat. I just, uh, I just thought ten or twelve wasn't the place for him to be. Mm. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting in particular that he wasn't hit with kickouts. Um, mm. I don't know what the reason was, but he has he's six foot three or four, like in Parry yeah. Dearns only five, ten or eleven. Mm. Um and I don't remember one high one going out. I'm not blaming Robbie for that. Like I'm not I'm sure no, no, I, it was a method to the madness like but the bomber was a bit injured, so I'd say Yeah, getting, we heard that, get, yeah. Getting length yeah. on his kickout wasn't uh, uh something that was in the f- forefront of his mind to get them out long like yeah, now that was um, we have to mention that because there was a bit of a goalkeeping crisis. Like Simon Ray talked out as sub goalkeeper, um, Johnny Fury's hurt, Ricky Keaton's hurt, and uh, Evan Corns is unwell. So Simon deputised on on county final day as sub keeper and might have been close enough to playing by the sounds of it. I'd say he was actually because just I look back at it after and in the warm up he was taking a heavy part in the warm up in the goal, like he was he he was firm himself around the place. If you look back at it. Uh, so, and um, Robbie had a heavy shot leg. You know, uh, I'd say he was he was he was ready to go in. Like there was no when you see thirty one on his back, it, it shows you it shows you a red version of it he has. But uh, I'd say they were they were prepared any minute to throw him in, and he was he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, like we're we're going to go talk about Rafinha a little bit more in a few moments' time. But from an arrow point of view, then where where did they fall down? Where why did they not hit the heights apart from Rafinha being brilliant? Is there areas of their game that G felt that they just weren't up to scratch on? And where could they have improved, or where did it go wrong? Um, well, I felt I felt you know in the previous podcast in relation to, to to Brian Murphy. I mean that was a red flag all day. Like I mean that they needed to, they needed to curb Brian. And I felt Benny was the man. They should have put Benny go to go man mark him, but they put Benny out on. Um, Benny picked up Jake Elliott. Jake Jake Elliott. Uh, actually, no, actually, for a lot of it, lads, hold on now for a sec because he was on Colin yeah. Bourne for a while. 
Colin Bourne, yeah. Now, that's it. Yeah, but I just but interrupt you for slightly for, for one sec now because I think that's a waste of resources because Colin Bourne, with all due respect, is not a scoring forward and Benny is the best man you can have nearly in the county to tie up a scoring forward. So I just want to throw that in and then you can continue. But that's that's why I, I was I, I was surprised at that that you know. But then I you know you know people laugh at me, but I you know many a person came over to me during the games and asked me about Erogan. And I, I, I felt I always felt Aero were beatable. They were beatable. You know, there was a terrible lot of talk about Aero, you know, going to cruise through the championship. Um I felt there were areas of their game that, that concerned me and, and uh, like the game again Rangers and um, Rangers got at air at that Aero backline and but for the fact that it, it felt um good hands they should have t- they should have taken him. And to me, that was an area that I, I, I said to you in the previous podcast that Joe Murphy would have to look at, seriously look at. And and if you look at the clips there again, like, you know, Ed Finnegan had a mountain of space to work in to get the ball to, to Brian Murphy. You know, Brian done exceptionally well. He won a great ball. He got turned and he went inside and, and put the ball away very, very well. And Aero didn't seem to learn from that. Um, and that was that was that was always for me was it was a slight problem for Aero in that sense. Um, I thought their substitutions didn't work for them. Um, I thought bringing uh, bringing bring Nile Quinn and on, like and Nile is a, is, a, is a fine footballer. And one to pick me up wrong on this now, uh, but Nile is this reality is free taking. He's a free taker. He's a deadly free taker. Deadly across frees. They're overall already carrying Dara O'Brien as the free tip, and, and Dara didn't put a foot wrong on his free all day. But I felt they, they needed to get a guy the likes of Steph Cormac Mullins. Uh, I know Derek Hayden wasn't in the panel, but they needed a, a player of that calibre in there to poach a goal to get a goal. Uh, you know, um, I thought that was an area that may have fallen down a little bit on and their substitutions. Uh, you know, maybe it could have been done a little bit quicker. Uh, you know, um, own route. I know he was carrying up. Um, could you start him? Got what you can of him, and then take him off. You know, these are all. You know, you can play around with that all day, like you know. But um, that's just what I, 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 I felt like. You know, um, going to the games, as I said to you before, like I mean, you know, you do your homework, and you know, you study your team, and, and you look for areas that you can that you can expose. And that was an area I felt uh, Raffili exposed very, very well. On top of that, uh, Brendan Murphy, you know, again, you know, Brendan kicks a pair of ball in, 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 into Brian and, and, and sprayed it well. No pressure put on him in the middle third. You know, he was allowed to spray that ball in. Uh, so, look, at it's uh, just one of them, t- 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 a lot of the year old chaps had, had, just had an off day. It was just one of them days things didn't, didn't go their way. Um, but that was just my assessment of it, like I mean, and I'm just being I'm being genuine. I, I'm not, you know, here to, to criticise anybody. I mean, they all had had a phenomenal four years. Uh, you know, four in a row is nothing to be laughed at. Like I mean, it's, that's some achievement. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, county finals are there to be won, and as I said in the previous as well, county finals are a different animal. You know, and. Um, you can have all the favouritism in the world of God, but when it comes down to, to playing that game, you know, it's, it's anybody's game. It's 50-50. And I don't think 
personally, terrible lot of talk about Leinster and all that stuff. A uh, lot of nonsense to name, like, you know, that I think that may have crept in on players as well, like, you know, they didn't need to be hearing that stuff like going on. Like, I mean, you know, you win your county final first, and then you start thinking about Leinster Club, you know. Mm. Have you that, Chris? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for me yesterday was um, we were so slow at transitioning. I know that's a buzzword now in Gaelic football, but like uh, getting over backline and getting forward. And then when we did get forward, we were slow at coming back and plugging the hole in front of our full backline. That's mm-hmm. where the gaps were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you look at their half backline, five, six, and seven, Parag, Josh, and Connor, the amount of ground them three lads covered that's. And and covered sometimes without even getting a hand on the ball, but they're still making the runs up and coming back uh, and plugging the hole in front of their full back line. Like for me, say, kind of, you looked at Brian Smith, won a, some amount of ball. Fitzy got some amount of ball off him. Like that was a battle in itself. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I thought we looked flat in some instances where they really were buzzing and looked just like they had all the energy like and i i, I was saying i i kind of against bang sound i said i'd worry about their legs or that jeez they had an abundance of it how wrong was i um and we were the ones that looked a little bit sluggish um i just thought we'd no out ball either we'd no we'd no out ball to kick um if, like you, if you're back, you're looking for someone up the field on a 45 or that to be making a run across the 45 line that we can kick long direct ball to. I don't think we had an out ball uh, all day. Um, I, yeah, Reese Deneef coming off. I thought everything he did was really positive, and he landed every kick pass that he kicked as well. Uh, that was a bit strange for me. Um, but no, look, just some lads ha- didn't have their greatest day, um, and then you, you look. On the Raffaele team, some lads had their best there. So that's what happens. As that's football, you just have to yeah. take it on the chain and move on. Yeah, it's the simple things, Kevin. In football, you know, kick pass, kick pass. They took out there in, in one in one clip. There took out six or seven year old players. And uh, you look at the, the run that Brendan made in the second half. And he left. Uh, Jordan was trailing behind him. I think Gannon that were trailing behind him. I think it was the lead up to the goal. And he got inside me, ran hard at him, like you know, and he offloaded to to Eric. Uh, it ended up in it ended up in the back of the net, like you know. And um, so, look at it's just one of them things, you know. So, like, what did the the improvements I felt? They were more compact in defence. You saw in the clip, like when it was penetrated that time when Jordan got through, it did illustrate how compact they were in comparison to last week, in my opinion, where they were ran at straight down the middle and wide open. In, in certain parts, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was a big thing where I felt they changed and moving the ball a little bit quicker. But I'm going to change topic ever so slightly because Brian, I don't know who's got in touch with me, and he has some very interesting facts, right? So John Corcoran listed on the panel yesterday, who I think is 51. I'm just going to look back at the, the book here. 51 years of age, right? Won his fourth senior football medal, uh, won the first one in 1990, and won a Wicklow senior championship in between, right? Eric Malloy has never lost the county final. He's two from two. So he didn't play in, in the finals in, what, 16 and uh, 2020 of those played this year. But he played in 2014 when they beat All Auckland. Brain um, job. When Tony Bulger won his first senior medal 
Corey Bulger wasn't even born. Uh, Jake Elliott and Derek Hayden are first cousins. Barry John Malloy and uh, Jeffrey Dunne, who are related to Shane Buggy, second cousins. And Raffili are the only team in Carlo uh, to have reached at least semi final every year since 2006. That's a fair statistic. Yeah. Nice. Great. So, like Sam Mullins in the Hurling, I compare him to obviously, right, so Raffili don't do Hurling or might or some club other clubs. Simmons don't do football until well yesterday they've the started back as I said this year. Um they bring lads through the their own minor teams, underage teams. To develop the players, the skill skill level I taught yesterday from Raffili. Uh so give him a ten holes with the hurling. Um but Raffili with the football like uh, Josh Moore's take down with the ball beyond him to forty five in the second half with ten minutes to go and the ball bombing down the line. Mm. Puts his foot up and just like you know and I thought he was quite the first quarter no, but he got into the game and got into a big time in the second half. Uh, you're talking about Brendan Murphy, Tommy there with the his foot pass takes out six or seven lads. The ball he left in there in the second half, the brain into his chest. Brain got two yards or three yards. He had a yard on, on, on Mark Fitz and Brain knew where the ball was. He had three yards again he got into his chest. So he didn't even bother taking the mark. He had enough room to kick it over with his right, which is... Mm. Not too bad either, you know. Uh, but that's why I'm looking at Harry Deering as well. Coming out the ball, flying out the ball. Well, they had a solo left foot, right foot. They, their minor B team won the minor yesterday. They got going to find the last minute against Sam Martins. Um, they're, they're always had to find one or two. And they bring him on. And you're looking at like uh, Chris Yorsen and Derek Horner. Like the job he done on Colin Holton yesterday. Colin Holton tried his living best. Couldn't shake him off. Colin's first shot was about... I'd say 45 minutes in, went about a foot wide. Uh, if that had been Colin last Sunday, it'd have been his fifth point of the game, probably because he'd had three or four before that. Like Chris Blake only was the only shot, the only player kicked at the post in the first half for a rogue. Mm-hmm. Scored one three, kicked two wide. Uh, Dara kicked the two or three frees he got, and Benny Cabinet kicked the point. There's no other rogue forward got a kick at the post in the first half, mainly because. Uh, would say recently, if Adam Murphy, Darrell Bryant were out the field, they were they were treading the balls into either Colin Holton or Chris Blake. Chris was in his battle well on on Paul Curran. Colin wasn't. Whereas other in the field, the three Raffilian full forward line, they had to make they had to beat the their three men in the first half and probably generally over the game. Brian Smith, um, Brian Murphy, and and Jack Elliott, and like that's a little bit of a tips the scales a small bit. I, I'm always saying you need seven or eight scores in the county final. Yesterday, that script was just faked out the window. One forward uh, for play for Aerog scored and two for Philly. Neither half forward in score from play. Neither half forward in scored. Like mm-hmm. statistics, like they yeah. like were met a, met a photo yesterday. We're going to look at that 210, 212 to 110. In between and, and, two, 245, Stephen Dahl, like there's some work going on and some battle. Like I. For me, that's where it was won. Yeah. All them, all them big moments yeah. came in mm. in between the two forty fives. I thought, and like just yours, Parig, daring that and bringing true footballers. You look there, Parig White is a young chap. Parig Byrne, some great footballers. Connor O'Neill, we talked about him here before in the show. Um, Parig Bulger, like they're young lads, well they play football, high skill level as well. They'll be coming into the fold as well. Um, like. Yeah, I I thought I thought that the way the the forwards 
kept interchanging. Iraq always had to think, who am I on? Who am I on? Am I out a half back or half full back now? Because they kept bringing them in and out all the time. And I thought that was brilliant. You don't see it too often. Um, I thought that was very good. Um, but Chris, you can only do that when you're when you're winning and playing well because if if you're if you're if you're not in the game and you're trying to do that, it looks it doesn't work. And yeah, it controls yeah, your own team more than opposition. Yeah, but Stevie, not saying a good player. A good player will always find him a, a, a way in, into the game to keep himself in the game. You, you look the comparison to Brian Murphy. Like, I mean, you know, he he was always in the game. He's always getting himself on the ball. He's always creating opportunities for himself. Chris Blake in the first half was exceptional in the first half. Second half. Then he's on the field more the second half, like whether that yeah, was but, intentional or whether you're on the chest and ball. But lads, you could have threw a blanket over. How much ball actually was fed into the lads inside in the second half? Yeah. You could one-handed do you with the amount of times it was actually kicked into them. Yeah, as you said, like the, probably the, the move of the game, it didn't come off as Gannon's pass yeah. that to go three or four, the hand pass over, you know, over the shoulder. Yeah. And like, okay, uh, Jordan didn't finish it, but that, that was, you know, one of the key moments in the game just didn't, just didn't come off. But like, we're, we're talking about kick passing in the women's game, the other day, there's two goals, we'll see them there later. Like, two carbon copies of another ball start off and kick over one in the field, three or four kick passes go to the other end of the field. Great to look yeah. at, like, and you know, it's just that I, I thought that the, as you said, Chris, the middle third of the field was just so congested. Where if that ball was got into the full forward line, the brain Smith, there was different types of ball going in. Brain Smith, once that popped into his chest, he could have three lads hanging over him. He's strong yeah. as an ox. Yeah. Got no score, but took the world of looking at yesterday, maybe giving a bit of space. Like Jack Kelly kicked one, he kicked the left and the right foot one last week, kicked left foot one early on in the first half, then he kicked one from outside to the right. So he is he's a lot of skill in that clock or his. The way Rap really pressed up on the row, forced the row to go to go go along with the kicks, and that played into the Rap Ready's hands. They went to war in that middle third, and the one that the one that battled in the middle third. They, they, they were absolutely ravaged around that. They, they gave their own no peace around that area. Yeah, you know? Connor Doyle got, you know, Kelvin Chapman took him over two minutes, yellow card all day long. It took yeah. Connor Doyle a while to get back into the game. Then he, he made one run, then start second half. Gannon held him up, but Jesse made another run, then started from his own 45. Yeah. He ended up in the day at the farm. They got a score over. They got yeah. a free, I think. You know, the, them boys, they're, they're just. They're willing to do what direct running straight down yeah. the middle, you know. Of the two teams, though, Stevie, of the two teams, Rafferty learned more, learned more than Eroke. They, 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 they got more old. The, the previous outing that they had against Eroke, they learned more old. Yeah, we're probably looking at Eroke. Yeah. Probably had a handy run in the one other game as well. Um, Raffili were tested against Bangerstone definitely in the, in the in the group game and tested a lot of it last week as well. And I suppose it's easier to get tests. It's easier to find out what, what problems you might have when you're getting the tight games. Whereas Aerobo just, they were, after quarter over the games, were generally one four to a pint or two pints up, game mm. is over, you know, as a as a contest. And they probably don't learn a whole lot then. And, you know, mm. you would have seen their stats, I'd say. They're, they're, they were wasteful enough in some of the games that, you know, that, the, you know, looking back on it now, the deck. They can't, you know, be what's in front of you and being by what you can. So it's not how yeah, it was. They didn't get, didn't get games. Well, they struggled. They struggled a bit in in previous game. Arrow did on their kickouts. They, they they got turned over a lot in their kickouts. 
and in, in, in some of the other games, if you look at the stats for them, you know, they, they, they lost a lot of their kickouts. And, and obviously that was something they needed to address it, you know. But um, I thought it was very good. What, what, what Rob Pelley done is they didn't allow them to have the short one. They, they forced them to go along. And that's where they, 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 they won it, I thought, it was in that area, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, lads. Um, we probably should move on. We're nearly at the 50-minute mark. Um oh. Yeah, nice, unless you nice, want to keep uh, talking about it, it's up to yourselves. But um, have we anything else to cover on though? Seriously, um, we will be touching on it a little bit again with the team of the year, of course. But so I just thought it was a highly entertaining game. And like, if you want to go and see football being played, two teams were doing their damnedest to play football yesterday. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was a cracking game, to be honest. Yep, agree. Yeah. Definitely the best final I've seen for quite some time, anyway. Um, okay, so we'll crack on to the junior C final that was on. Before that was uh, St. Mullins up against Clonmore in a very novel encounter. The first thing I want to do is give James Foley, the referee, huge credit. He did an absolutely brilliant job on it. Uh, you could tell his communication with the players was very clear. Um, we mentioned on the commentary on Twitter, uh, which was brought to you by Lynch's Bakery in All Auckland, that we like we know we know him as a player in, in terms of he doesn't do bullshit. He doesn't take shit, right? He was very clear and matter of fact or whatever and uh, you, that's not a bad characteristic to have as a referee either but I just thought he was brilliant and I think in the next three or four years he's going to referee a senior final I think he did a very very good job in his first big day like on county final day um, so so well done to him first of all second thing I have to say the quality in that game as Andrew Byrne actually said with a other night on the podcast he said if that was a junior B final that you're looking at on Sunday you wouldn't know the difference in the grades and he's right I'll actually show you why because some of the scores unbelievable um and do you know what the first one i'll show is actually a club more one because i'm gonna to have to go back to the program now again but uh like on coleman i think in four games had racked up was it nine i said it on the i said it on the commentary it's in the program somewhere anyway he's tally coming into the game uh here we go so yeah 12 26 in four championship games coming into it he got five six in the semi-final and he had another five points to that yesterday and one of those came from play. It was absolutely beautiful. And let's have a little look at it here. He's just a class act. This is in, in the opening minutes. Deadly. Absolutely deadly. And they were trying to get him on the ball the whole time over the, the duration of the, the afternoon. But now I'm after being informed that what I'm about to show you in terms of uh, freeze from Mr. James Doyle, a noted Carlos senior hurler. Apparently yesterday was his first day on the freeze. Now, have a look at this. Right, so this is early on in the game. You know, just inside the 45, out to the left. Um, where do you see the technique? Effortlessly, and there's a bit more range on it as well. Right, so you kick five frees off the turf. A lot of them ran around uh, that sort of range. Um, here's another one here. Again, we praised Adam McCarran, young Adam McCarran, for doing this a few weeks ago in intermediate mm-hmm. final. So uh, I think I thought it was worth pointing out. Like, um, and in general, from play, he was absolutely. Magnificent. He got three points from play. He has plenty of football in him. Um, look at that. That's, he's he's passing, passing the ball out of air. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's yeah. no follow through or not. Like the, sweet the, sweet, mm. the sweet spot of all or, or his foot. Like that's that's yeah. bad. But the yeah. thing is now, right, and I'm going to sound mad for saying this, right, even though it's a junior C final, that lad is athleticism, acceleration, strength, and football. He can kick freeze off the ground. He can kick three from play. Maybe could have had a goal or two. Is it actually ridiculous on my behalf to be suggesting that this lad potentially could be a county footballer? 
The boys and seven islands that were saying down with that type of thing now. They're hurling, hurling lads. Junior B is enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see five credentials year, there. Five year plan as well. Go pack all these on this five year plan. They're, they're well underway now to have the first one. Well, do you know what? If uh, I'm always going to rack through all these, right? Because there's a couple of other great points, but I'll show you Jason O'Neill's goal as well here. So uh, this is another serious county hurler, Mr. Mouse Cavanagh, spotting a run of Jason O'Neill up the line. Now, wait to see a little flick here. You have to watch closely. He spills it momentarily, tries to flick it up with the left, does flick it up with the right, and away he goes. He's thundering straight through. Look, maybe someone should have came at him, right? I'll, I'll accept that fact. Finish is very good, though. That's very good, in fairness. Um, irrespective of the grade. Um, a couple of more scores to show you, right? So this is uh, Mr. Mouse Cabinet. I just want to click it here. She got away on me. Uh, nope, that does not want to load up for some reason. So we might get Paddy Boland's goal or point here instead. Jack Cavanagh into Paddy Boland around the corner. Now, the angle doesn't do this enough justice, actually. This went straight between the, the post. It came in beautifully. It, it was like uh, Simon Ray back in the day. It was absolutely brilliant. Like that's super for a junior C final. Like, um, now we do have Mouse's score. Right? So Mouse comes forward. Uh, this is a little bit late in the in the clip, to be honest with you. But there wasn't a whole lot else on. So he said, "You know what? I'm going to have a little crack." Slips around, bit of composure. Two men on him, over the bar. Not too shabby at all, lads, is it? No. Mm. So, so Tom, just answer that then. James Doyle, county footballer. Would you pick them if you were still over okay. there, county team? Okay, Kevin. Uh, I, the way I always view these things, I mean, you know, if if the chap uh, is interested in playing football for Carlo, come in, come in and, and try it out. Come in. You know, you don't close the door off to. to, to you know, tiny traffic. I mean, if he has an uh, has an ambition to play football for Carlo, bring him in. I'm sure the likes Simon and the boys, you know, will be doing their homework and all these lads, and he'd be one lad that you'd be bringing in to, to see what you know what's in him, like you know. Mm-hmm. Why not? You may give the Monday Club a shout down there in Sam Holmes. It's a first another Monday Club from football in a while. Yeah, and you know what, Gary Bennett is actually heading off. I think tomorrow or the day after he's going off on a, a bit of a. A globe trough for a year, so um, we want to say the very best luck to Gary. He's been on the podcast with us previously, and he's he's some character. Now, like all Junior C finals, there was a comical moment or two, right? So we did our stream obviously on Twitter, our audio stream, and um, John Nolan was videoing it yesterday, just recording it for St. Mullins and Clonmore, and we decided to do a bit of a mix match. So we put the sound from the commentary to this particular clip here, and this is what happened. He's taking out the flag and everything. Yeah. <laughs> This is like a... I'll fight Richard go straight into the stand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone straight into the stand. Into the stand. <laughs> anyway, no. I'm sorry, Darren Whelan, but I do want for a fiver. And Joe Nolan, if you're out there, I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> but no, it's funny, right? Because Darren took a while to line it up and you could just tell he was going to try to put the boat straight through it. And I was saying, you're going to put too much into this and it's going to slice <laughs> and straight into the stand away. So... Sorry, Darren, I couldn't resist, but uh, Darren did have a good game. I'll put it out there. I'm back there, Kevin. Sorry, um, I know it's three, three years ago. You're, you eventually have to get revenge on me for uh, not bringing you to Crispy Creme above in Blanchardstown. Oh, yeah. All, all the bunches were at last Friday. Oh, yeah. A couple yeah. of days I don't go over to you, and suddenly <laughs> Lynch's are supplying 
Oh, yeah. nice things. And in Lynch's Bakery, they are uh, giving us a box of 12 cupcakes to give away. Still, there's a competition running on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check it out. Lovely. The taste, the taste good too. But Shriuk, you turned down the gig. Chrissy turned down the gig. Tommy, in fairness, we let him way out. It was a small matter of a, a birthday uh, to uh, attend to there. And uh, happy birthday, Mary. Just to put out there as well. But uh, as you said, you snooze, you lose. But they tasted lovely. I have to say, they were nice now. Um, but you're in JPC and I'm not, so <laughs> it all cancels out. But anyway, look, that was the story with the with the Junior C final. Uh, St. Wollens won 114 to six points in the end. And worthy winners, they'll be hard betting Junior B next year, I tell you that. And I hope the thing stays the way it is with one grade played before the other. It will be a big benefit to both codes going forward. And well done to Carlo G. I'm bringing that in. And uh, please keep it, lads. So uh, after the match, now... The audio is not hectic on this. We had it on commentary mode, the microphone, and then we switched. We didn't switch it up afterwards, so I'm probably going to blow the ears off you now, so just be careful. Hushy Bowling, congratulations. You must be delighted. Sam Mullins, uh, Junior C Football Champions. And, uh, yeah, it was a great contest. You, you got some great scores, and uh, celebrations won't be too shabby either, no doubt. No, 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 it'll be, uh, no, it was a great game, in fairness. Like, Clamore were really physical. Like, we knew exactly what we were coming into coming up here. Like, we played them up there. Uh, during the year and uh, to get us good baiting like so uh, we knew exactly what we we're, we're coming into and uh, yeah no look we're looking forward to getting a, at least one cup back to the club this year like so no we're delighted oh, we mentioned yeah that was uh, Oshin Boland and we spoke to Jason O'Neill as well Jason congratulations uh, super performance from yourself and from your team and um, you must be delighted yeah uh, absolutely definitely uh, it was a great game great performance by everyone and it's great to get the result at the end a tally of uh, a tally of one two is not too shabby on county final day. Hurling our football. I uh, yeah, all look on the day I suppose. I see the tunnel opening up and I said I missed it going there. I'll be eight, and thankfully I sure paid off in the end. Yeah, worked out indeed. Um, in the last few weeks, obviously you've upped the ante a little bit, and uh, you must have enjoyed the whole thing in fairness now. Yeah, well I suppose it started off to be a crack really, and next thing here we go, we're stuck in the middle of the game, so we're getting the wins, and couldn't believe it. We're starting to win and win. Next thing here we are, semi final one. On to the final. Now look, here we are. It's brilliant. It's great. It's great for the club to have a football team back, you know, and, and, and it's very enjoyable too. So, And in fairness, when you look at it there, I think the structure of championship helped G massively and actually field the football team. And I'd say that's something that we'd all need to see happen over the next couple of years because it gives you the opportunity to put in a good effort in both. Like. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it should be the way it always is. Like, you know, get the hurling done and then get the football. It gives everyone a chance then. And if, if football teams are great to see some of the football teams, you know, the stronger in the football, getting hurling teams going, it'd be great to see, you know, and, and build it up and build both football and hurling together, you know. Yeah. Well, um, I suppose we'll uh, have a drink or throw down the same, will we? Oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'll sit down and have a couple of points and uh, a bit of crack, sure, you know, and, and we won't go too mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it's all about. Listen, it was a toss-up between yourself and, and Mr. Dial for uh, Man of the Match, but you come out and give me the interview, so we're going to award you the Man of the Match instead. <laughs> so congratulations, Ollie. Thanks very much. Yeah, there we go, Jason O'Neill, a great game. Um, man of the Match on the on the day. Uh, as I said, toss-up between him and Dial, and he came out and did the interview, so well done, Jason. Um, just uh, I suppose to wrap it up in terms of the, the senior ranks and we're going to talk about the minor football final and the senior ladies final as well but on Friday night I, I covered the relegation final uh, we were live on Twitter for that as well and it was Baller ran up against O'Hanrahan's uh, 4-7 to, uh, to 13 points in favour of Baller Banna in the end right so this was a cracking game of football the quality was really really good and we're lucky enough over the weekend we saw very good games like the ladies final was class um, and the two games yesterday obviously were very enjoyable but it was yeah like Balabana deserved winners the goals win games the old, the old cliche they were, they were powerful 
Uh, Jamie Loney was was very good. Um, Samson was very good. Uh, James Keogh got the first point of the day. He was very busy. And um, David Cox got a couple of points from play again. We spoke about him before, the improvements that, that he's made. Um, Ronan McAllister started instead of Darren Gerty for Ballinabrana. And he ended up out around the middle because the Blues played third midfielder. And he actually played a part in the first goal. And Ronan is actually kind of a, a wing-back midfielder by trade. So he was never probably suited to cornerback if he was going to be there. And it actually ended up helping Ballerana, I think, more than the Blues. But, like, Ballerana were building up ahead of steam, and then the Blues would respond. And in fairness, they, they kept on responding. Uh, within the second half, Danny Thompson picked up an injury. He finished with three points from play. Um, he picked up an injury, scored a, a point while injured, went off, and then came back on a few minutes later and scored another couple of points. Like, I, I never saw the Batons if he was absolutely brilliant, in fairness. Um, but overall, a, a really enjoyable game. It's a pity to see the Blues going down. Uh, but for, like, from a Ballerana point of view, they were, they were promoted this year. They were relegated this year. They were promoted again. And now they're actually staying senior. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way she's after working out whatever. I'm I'm happy. I don't, don't want to see anyone go down either. I don't like to see anything, you know, no more than anyone go down, especially the Blues with, with the history they have. But I am very happy in particular for Ballerana because I think by staying up this year, they're going to stay up for another two or three years. And I hope in two or three years' time I'm playing this clip back and that's actually the result. But I just think that they needed a couple of consistent years and they could actually build on it because they have some... Yes, the players getting to the wrong end of the age category, but they have some very good young players as well. And I just think with the opportunity to play a senior over a couple of years, then they can prosper. So that was a crack with that. Christy, you were at the minor final on Saturday. That was 111 to 17 in favour of Aero against the St. Patrick's. So what was the crack with that? Um... For me, in the first half, I thought Aero were nearly playing the occasion rather than the game. They looked very nervous. Uh, I think they ended up 14 wides to Aero, uh, 5 to Tullo. Um, it's some really good displays uh, from both sides. Uh, I just think in the second half, Aero were a bit more clinical. Like They did have plenty of possession. Um Adam Johnson was kind of playing as a spare man for Toro and Erog didn't push anyone up on him. Uh, but I think once they got one or two scores on the scoreboard in the second half, it, it kind of momentum went and swung their way. Uh, good, good entertaining game. Uh, walked into the grounds. The only unfortunate thing was there was no programme to be got. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what the, the crack was with that, but that... Is unfortunate. I think someone said they are doing a programs now for the chaps to have, but yeah, that's a nice little thing to have in years to in years to come. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have known. I know a few of the Tuller lads, but I wouldn't have known them all. It's just nice to have reference to a number that's playing, like uh, because yeah. you could mention them here this evening. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was an entertaining game. Mm-hmm. And the reason, obviously, I couldn't get to that because we were doing the senior ladies final that was on. You know, at the that was a half one, the minor football finals at two, so can't be in two places at one time. But Stevie, that was an absolute like it, cracker might be overstating a little bit, right? But we saw some cracking moments. The quality overall was was very good, and I think the improvement uh, that we see in ladies football through all grades, we've seen it on the TV with Dublin and Mead in the last couple of years. It's venturing down into club level as well, because even in terms of how teams are setting up, right? And I'll be able to show it in a couple of moments' time. But Ben and Carrington Ryland got bodies behind the ball and were so disciplined. And they possibly recognised that O'Loughlin did not have long-range shooters. 
and they just couldn't get into the scoring zone. And if they did go into the scoring zone, they were gobbled up. Um, that's where I felt the game was one and lost anyway. Did, did you kind of agree at the time? Yeah, for start started back from Shannon Cotter in the goal. Like you seen the catch she made after about was it fifteen or twenty minutes? A ball overhead. Now this was a as dirty a ball for a guy to catch, and she was at the pin of her collar, caught it, and she had kickouts. She was landing kickouts on the half a line, accurate kickouts, not just lowering out for the sake of it. Um, and up the middle, like Fiona Sullivan started midfield, where number three, and she kicked two savage points in the second half. The, the point she got where she uh, she got the ball on, on the 65, drove through a gap that wasn't really there, kicked the point, and you nearly knew at this stage these kind of shots were going over. Um, it's going to be Ben Kerry to Nylon's day, like cleaning the shea. Goal either side of half time, the penalty after being, in fairness, the umpire flagged it with the referee. We talked in commentary in real time, it was a penalty. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to pause now because that's a clip that we have, and I'm going to just show it. And you can talk through it while you're looking at it. Um, right, so here we go. This is literally starting with Shannon Carter and the goal. So two kick passes takes it down to the far side. So she sees Cleany Hay and she picks it up. And her head is always up. She takes a hop and a solo and another hop. Look at her off the left foot, both foot as well, and was continuously doing this during the game. Neve Kelly tries to go inside. Kiva Collins kind of does cut in. And then look at Cleany Hay, keeps making the run. And ends up being a penalty. Now, I did cut the clip a little bit short there, right? So it was about six, seven, eight seconds, I think, maybe, before the penalty was awarded. And the umpire had the handout, and the referee came in and had a chat with him. And then the penalty was uh, dispatched. But, lads, like, Christy and Tom, I don't know, you probably didn't see that. That's just so simple in terms of football. Like, the pass, two kick passes, and you're on your way. It just goes to show, move the ball quick and... Uh, it, you know, it will pay dividends. Do you know, you hear the soccer thing, it's all about your looking around, like where's the next play, where's the space, or whatever. If you just play that clip back there, you can see Neve when she yep, gets the ball, she's, she's looking over her shoulder to see if I turn and take her on, do I have space to go into? And that's exactly what she does. Yeah. Just head is up, head is up from cleaning, ball in. Watch just to look over the shoulder. She's looking to see. What's happening inside? Is, yeah, and is it one on one? Like she, she, she wanted to go and take on, take on her marker. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was very good. Yeah, and uh, just to show the O'Loughlin goal then, or one of the O'Loughlin goals. This was equally as uh, impressive in fairness. Um, so I'm after showing the same clip again now. Hold on, I have it here. O'Loughlin clip. There we go. Yes, and the call handy this time. Sees a runner out here on this side. That's. Uh, Quivo O'Neill, fairness, she had a very good game as well. Very powerful there in around the, the middle of the field. Again, playing with the head up. Nice kick pass into Ellen Atkinson. Um, and look, that it, it does stop there for a second, but it's a pretty good opportunity to show you that it maybe it's not really the best example I can give here, right? But there is still Benicarrington Island bodies getting back. And by the time she gets into that zone, see, there's a few more of a now. So this is what they kind of did all day, but they just got caught in the hop here. And again, around the back. With uh, with Jenny Sawyer, who who finished it very well, but you see all the bodies there now for Benicarrington Island. That was mm. literally the way they set up the whole game, and we're very disciplined in doing it. And it's not an easy thing to do, and it's not an easy thing to coach. But like Niall Barrett, uh, Keen Lawler, uh, Niall Lowry, and I'm forgetting who else was there along them um, alongside them on the on the sideline. But they were very very well coached, very disciplined. Um, I saw Cleany Hayes' other goal now as well. Um, again, this is like Elaine Ware, a brilliant game too. Actually, she turned over a ball, thundered forward here, 
And again, there's runners left and right in fairness. And this is literally just after half time in a very important spell. Like, look at the power from the hit. He just goes up through the gears here. And it's a super finish as well off the left. Like, there's no stopping it. <laughs> um, serious player, you know. Um, but you can see the quality there, lads. Like, it is really good in fairness, Chris and Tom. Like, you, you wouldn't have seen that game. Yeah, I, no. am I right in saying that at the start of the year they were really struggling to actually get a manager or someone into coaching Ben Carrington Island? I did um, hear something about that. I think yeah, yeah. So like to, to, to go from kind of that at the start of the year to where they've got to this year is brilliant and kind of to take away from the football side of like they had their own yeah tragedy out there as it well is. like so like to come together like in every clip you see girls like just working so hard so like it's brilliant to see yeah absolutely and i'm glad you kind of touched on that um christy because like me and stevie said we we're on commentary a full time i genuinely lumped me throat it was a very emotional moment because uh, members of the kinsley family were just literally over to our left hand side and you just kind of feel the moment like it was just one of those things it was yeah it was kind of hard to describe but so so happy for them after what they went through like and i put a tweet there obviously on sunday and I, something along those lines came on commentary as well where it was along the lines of you know there's more to life than football but football plays a big part in life in certain moments hmm. and i think that was one of those moments for me um it was certainly probably one of the most special moments i've had in in broadcasting anyway just just to be there for that and to be to be calling that and um just was before so you come in, yeah, just before you come in, Kevin, I was just in before you and um, David Kinsley and, and his mono, I think, is the father, like, you know, they're talking to John Noel and, and I, I was, you know, I knew where they were sitting then, like, you know, before we, we even got going and, you know, it was, you know, there's, you say, the, the, the match in front of you, like, there's, there's a myriad of stories around where every game goes on and like, it's just, with the year with Pamela Reid dying as well over there, you know, tragedies, you know, but the the clubs get around one another and one feeds off the other and to see the two lads there and like, I didn't know some after, I, I didn't mind where they went or how much, whether they went up the field or whether they didn't, but like, um, you know, the, to have that happen, the, the last five or six finds have been all a lot and been a carry to Nile, there been nothing in the matches, nothing, and they might end up one team wins be six or seven pints, it was probably in five or six the other day, uh, but there's never a kick of a ball in it other than the, might be, and the scoreboard might look a little bit different uh, Lauren Dwyer wasn't playing the other day we were wondering what she would be playing with the soccer and we were guessing she might have been Emma Brennan wasn't playing hasn't played all year and uh, you know just on the day you know you'd be saying maybe Amanda Kingston was looking down and she gave the girls a, that bit of belief or whatever and this, you know it's great and, well, there's been tragedies in every club over years and we'd always remember people and uh, I said yesterday in commentary, you have guard of honours at, at funerals. The father would have asked if he wasn't at a funeral, was your guard of honour? Well, if there was, then that was grand because someone, their club, no matter what club it was in the county, or that the respect was paid to that person just when someone died so tragically and young. You know, as I said, you were 100% Kevin the other day. Like, it was just like we were disappointed. We were, we were new to the commentary, we were disappointed off from all Auckland Point if you were not to win, but like. It wouldn't be good. Ben and Carrington really with the year they've had, and you know, best look to next next Saturday above in in uh, San Silvestres again. They're, they have a tough day out there. But look, they're in bonus territory now. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yep, and uh, one of a very good chance as well. Um, yeah. So look, as we, we obviously just on on next weekend there is Leinster Championship game. So I know Nair Breed are playing um, against Graham. It's up in 
Ockram, Stevie at one o'clock, I think, is it next Saturday? Um, you have Michael yeah. up against the uh, Parker and Eska in now at Scullin Park as well. That's Saturday at two, I think. I'm just going to confirm that now while I have it. Saturday at one, I think. Oh, sorry. Michael is at one, yeah. Sat- yeah actually, Saturday, Saturday at one, and Grains are out as well. At one o'clock. Lost the lost the final thing, did they? It did, yeah, and they're, they're yeah. So that's that's one o'clock up in Strawberry. That one, yeah. um, Palatine are playing as well against Manute. That's at one o'clock up in Clane. And then next Sunday you have Rafili up against the Low Champions at uh, Nave Martin, uh, one o'clock in uh, Dunleer's GA grounds. That's where, that's where that one is. So yeah, they're they're uh, the weekends aren't really quieting to any great extent. So it brings us on to the biggest headache we've had. And I said it was since this morning. Really, it was since full time yesterday, and that was um, our uh, our team of the year. We've a, a player of the year to announce as well. But um, we were literally still confirming this just for our viewers out there, as we said earlier, a couple of minutes before we came on air, and it was not easy. And Stevie, you obviously helped pick the the Harlem team of the year. That seemed a lot easier to pick than this one. And I think I can't, I can't me, remember now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but there's probably there's three more clubs that you're thinking about, and obviously that brings maybe a bit more matches or whatever as well and uh three more senior clubs actually because we did we did factor in junior and uh, and intermediate as well um strongly actually as it turned out but uh we'll rattle on so um i'm going to i'll go through uh the lines and then we'll get your thoughts on us up and goal is robbie malloy um so yeah that was uh although there was there was other lads that you know noble noble mentions as always that i Robbie, Robbie was magnificent. In fairness, wasn't he? So, any any comments on that? We we'll go to a goalkeeper first, Stevie. Well, sure. look, yesterday the county final, the the first goal in our down angle as much as you could on Chris Blake, and Chris just got into the both of the post. The saves like already, oh, you know, I said Mortis shot was a good height for a keeper. Slip, he kept out, and the one then, the one after it, like the, the Jordan Morrissey one was more important than one because that could have ended up in a penalty. Should have been a free out, could have been a penalty, could have been the goal. Uh, then the, the save at the boat of the post. You know, there none of them went in. Like, like you remember, he he landed the goal in, in Kildare against Kildare above in Newbridge or in Tullamore. Mm. And you know, he parked, put the bed, made a save, and penalty save coming in his later. Job was Oxo. Like, Stephen Scallon was exceptional for all Auckland. Uh, had two, made two savage saves against Ballarat the first day, kicked three or four, 45s. Made a couple of great saves against the Blues that are night before he went off injured. Snack box like in Monster Angel like a was like a one man wall in the goal. You know there one off games you may be talking about, but like yeah, but we'll just, well for just to show strong. that we did factor in those as well because that's why it is a difficult task. Like um, yeah, and obviously look, Robbie's fresh in the mind like, and, and I suppose you could say it's like fancy football might be double pints for yesterday, but like the saves he brought off yesterday, they they were instrumental in the cup being below in in, in Raffili yesterday evening not in in parky rain tony was very good as well i thought and go off by the sound um thought he'd pretty good there yeah, yeah. But, i suppose when you're when it is fresh in your mind it's like being at your best when your best is needed and robbie was needed yesterday and he he did brilliant yeah he's a good lad he's, he's a good chap and it's probably, probably back talking to me now you know but uh no, he did great. He did great here. He did great here. And um, yesterday was yesterday was probably close to man of the match as well. After after all the saves he made, like you know, he kept yeah. that really in it, like you know. And uh, 
Look, uh, he's very good at marshalling his backs as well. He's great, he's a great talker, great at keeping keeping lads on their toes and constantly seeing what's going, where the danger is coming from. Like you know, so uh, well deserving of it anyway. And congrats to him. All right, so full back line then. Yeah, again, headaches everywhere. But Dara Curran of Rathvilly, Niall Roach of Lachlan, and Benny Kavanagh of Airog. So, yeah, like I suppose, start with Dara Curran first, lads. He's what, 17 or 18? He's only 17, I think, lads. <laughs> well, like for me, he's probably he's he's not the best known of of all the backs or any of the backs that we we're going to mention, but like he does his job and he does it very well. He locks attackers up and he doesn't let them out. Uh, and like they're not, they don't grow on trees, then type of lads. Uh, and I think what he does, he does it exceptionally well. So that's a, uh, I suppose that's where he got a nod. I suppose that he brings actually something really, really good to a team while kind of not being the standout uh, kind of entertainer, say, on the field. He does his job and he does it really well. All right, Stevie, you Nile know Rogers at three. Yeah, um, he's been best player of Lachlan had this year. Unfortunately, he's been, you know, you're, you're, if you go afford him up the field a bit further, he's driving out the ball there like uh, like it wasn't at the, the relegation match, but the lad said like he was the, he was the Lachlan go-to player when things needed to be driving the scuff of the neck. Um, he's, he's, he's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. He's played well in the hurling this year there as well. He's, you know, he's been, he's, he's one that will not he'd be going off. Like he's, he's, he's just... He's a lad you need in your corner and the full back position like is a, a very vital it's more you're not just minding the goal that area now you have to be kind of a, as a link man to a, an attack that you're able to and he has plenty of football in him as well um you know shane redmond would have played more football out the, out the field this year and how it was very good for tin Ireland. you know you could look at him he could have been an option there but just he was playing out the field a bit more and, and you know mild to me he he just his heart's on his sleeve and you know he, he he had a couple of years with the county there just didn't get the the nod you know and, and a lot of work went in and just you know he he it's a p you know he, he didn't get a bit more game time in there but look that's that's the way it goes all right benny cavan is at four tommy yeah well what can you say about this this man he's he, he's an exception uh you could play benny in any position in that back line and uh, he still do the job like you know uh Always had great, great time from uh, uh, as a footballer and as a person outside of football. He's an absolute gentleman, uh, lovely lad, but um, he's a great man. He's a great reader of the game, phenomenal reader of the game. You know, he breaks up attacks. You know, and he's able to see his his, his ability to bring the ball out and launch attacks is something else. You know, but he's uh, he's he's just brilliant at reading the game and snuffing out an attack as well. Like, you know, and. Um, you could play Benny. You could play Benny in any in any of the back positions, but uh, cornerback is is well uh, sort of cornerback. Mm-hmm. All right, um, rock on to the halfback line, or do you want to go through the the near misses, uh, or we just do them all at the end? I think maybe blue them all at the end is probably the best thing to do. Or we'll never get through this yoke. But halfback line: Shane Clark of Bindersong Gales, Connor Dyle, Raffilly, and Josh Moore, Raffilly. So, Stephen, uh, you first. Or Tommy, go on, pipe up, go on, go on. You're the first. I'll go, I'll, well, I go for I, 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 Shane Clark to me uh, is uh, has had a brilliant, brilliant year for Bannister. He's he's uh, he's 
his attitude is, is something else. His work rate is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. He's, 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 he's tackling, he's, his energy to, to get up the pitch, to link up attacks, and never say die attitude. Uh, you know, he, he, had a, he had a great year, and he was part and parcel of that, 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 that little success that Pakistan had this year. Uh, he, he was just he was just brilliant. And what I like about him is, uh, and you, if you look back on the clip there, I think uh, Brendan hit him there at one stage with a, with a fair belt, like, and no rolling on the ground, no looking, running, looking for a card or any of this old nonsense. Got up off the ground, dust himself down, gone on with the game. He's he's a great great attitude, and he's he's a uh, He's well deserving of, of five for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Conor Doyle of at number six, Christy. Um, again, a man who, in my opinion, has done a very good job in a role that it's not his natural position. Like, I think he's a midfielder out and out, but he's been very good at centre back. And Mick Nevin actually got in touch with us. He, he thought he was he was his footballer of the year, actually. But, um, how did you assess his season? Uh, just he gets better and better. And look, we talked about it in last week's show, like, like he has a job to do. Like he doesn't go forward as much as he probably like himself. He pulls the handbrake up and he gets back and sits in at six to help out the team. Um, no, I just think like he just covers some amount of ground and gets ball from A to B as quick as anybody in the county. Um, and like for me, that, that I said it already, that half act line for Raphael yesterday, I thought was the launch pad for everything that was good in their performance yesterday. And I think. With the more games he gets at six, he's only going to get better. All right. And then, obviously, completing the half-back line, Josh Moore, Stevie. Yeah, I, I look back to the match last night. I, I, I thought he was quieter in the game than he actually was in the first quarter of an hour. Two, two incidents in the first half. I don't know if it was Ross Dunphy. I'm not sure. No, he, he was playing Ross from the front. Ross, I, I'm not, as I said, I'm not sure if it was Ross. I mean, about five yards from the front, and the two boys were doing the same runs, and he it was like he had wing mirrors on him. He was able to see what was going on behind him, taking a big, big risk. A ball over the top could have been curtains for him. The ball was played in. Uh, he got a bit of help from someone else. I don't know who it was. It wasn't Harry during this time. It was someone else, maybe. Got a touch in, and that was Josh Moore in the game. And then, as I said, the flick he made over the far side, that was just, you know, mental with 10, 15 minutes to go on a county final, and you're... You're 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 hanging not say hanging on you're you're, you're going well they're well underway to getting it but like he, he was on the Sigerson Cup team with with the Carlo IT got to the final that's a serious standard player he's 22 23 years of age he's nailed down the place in the county team and he's only off going to go from strength to strength yeah it was very good and um, obviously just to make it work because I know you spoke a lot about the county final yesterday but it is taking over the the whole season and. Uh, there's three kind of near misses in particular and if I'm leaving out anyone let us know lads but in terms of the, the half back line like Port Dearn there was big shouts for Port Dearn to be in it uh, Jamie Loney scored goals in a good few games for Banner Banner from that position very very powerful didn't do a whole lot wrong and then moving into the full back line like Barry John Malai was someone that was mentioned there and I think another person who was quite close and probably the reason he's missing out is just the first half yesterday was Paul Curran of Raffiliad fullback was very good but just the 1-3 I think yesterday in the county final might be the reason why he's not here um, as well because um, other than that he had, a, he had a very good year is there anyone else there before I move on to midfield Danny, Doyle. The, Danny Doyle was very Danny good Danny Doyle actually sorry yeah, yeah. popped up with a vital goal against Banderana yeah um, 
Anyone yeah, else? You mentioned Barry John Lee, I think, did you? You mentioned Barry yeah, John. Yeah, I did. I did, yeah. yeah. Matt Fury. Okay. Matt Fury didn't. Matt Fury wasn't too bad either, like, you know, during the year. Mm-hmm. Christy? Yeah. Probably for me, uh, Paddy Mac of Bagnestown, Paddy McDonald, and Connor Fenlon, I thought, were very steady in all the performances I've seen this year. Right, okay. So we'll move to midfield and lads, and uh, we went with uh, Brendan Murphy and Dermot Bourne in this one. Um, uh, Brendan, obviously, you know, it's very hard to... What do you say about Brendan that hasn't been said already, I suppose? You know, I'll just sum up that one. Incredible player. I think, Tommy, you're, what, what you mentioned several times, he did a lot more kick passing, I think, this season than in maybe previous seasons. And he mixed it up a good bit. We've seen him carrying ball too. But a lot of those kick passes bore a lot of fruit for Raffili over the duration of the season. Um, now, uh, I'll move on to Dermot Bourne. And Stevie, we'll, we'll bring you in on this one, right? So... For me, from my point of view anyway, I think over the duration of every game, he was so good for Rangers. And it's not just down to kick and freeze. That was a big, big thing that helped Rangers along the way. If you look through his contributions from play, he has got scores. He won dirty ball and was very good for Rangers. Um, anything else to add to it? Yeah, and even last week, I think popped in my head now. That's what you said. He, he, he could be got hat in games. Like, and, and, you know, he, he texted Carlo Hartrick and he, he was fouled about five times in a row last week against Ayrog and he just got up and got hammered and he kicked a 40 a meet, uh, free from about the 35, 40 metres out. Like, he, he you know, talking about lads with county teams and, you know, probably not going to happen. A lot of these lads are hurling first and hurling second and football third. But, uh, you know, he he wouldn't look out of place. You know, he, he's got to see him at half time there last week after... For the arrow matches there, chatting away to the boys in the middle of the field, not caring in the world. Strolls up to a free, goes hard of bar, great, and doesn't iron out the next ball. Done the month of work this year at all. Well, Kevin McDonald as well was a great file for him as well. And Kevin McDonald just he, he turned himself inside out as a footballer in a couple of games. But I I, I thought they were born had to be on the team anyway. Mm-hmm. Now there was there was other strong shouts, but the player that is in contention in particular is actually still in the team of the year because he played a little bit in the, the half hour lane. But I think other than that, I don't know if there's any other lads that we were jumping and roaring about. Uh, so I'll probably crack on to the half hour line then. Now, we went with uh, Jordan Morrissey, and that's the player we were talking about that uh, was possibly going to be in the middle. Jordan Morrissey, Ross Dunphy, and Sean Gannon. And again, the first thing, there's two things going to be jumping down people's throw. They're going to be saying, oh, two Airog lads on the oak, right? That's not the case because Airog lads actually didn't want uh, a couple of Airog lads in the half hour line being straight out. And number two, they'll say, well, yesterday, again, I'm going to repeat the point. It's on the whole championship. And if you look at the course of that, Ross Dunphy is sublime in the early stages of the championship. Uh, still set up the goal yesterday for Chris Blake, if you look at it, right? Even though he was probably a little bit quieter in general. Uh, Jordan, magnificent. Again, even though he's very young, he's kind of in the Brendan Murphy mold. It's kind of hard to find superlatives to describe the chap. He has it all. Simple as that. And equally with Gannon, like I've only said, I was only saying it to, to John Olin uh, yesterday. You know, Joe has said that he thinks he's the best footballer that Carlo have ever saw, and I'm kind of in agreement with him because I've never seen him play a one bad game, ever, not one bad game. And it's funny because some lads were saying he was a little bit quieter yesterday, but he was still effective, even mm-hmm. though maybe he was a bit quieter. But he, he actually carried a hell of a lot of ball. So that's our half forward line. Um, Chris, I'll bring you in on a first. Do you want to talk about any of the three lads in particular there? Or maybe 
Anyone um, that you felt should have been there? No, I think I think their actions speak loudly enough for themselves. Like, like, um, yeah, it might have been a bit quieter yesterday, but sure. Look, as you said, I've never seen the three lads play really bad games. Uh, Any time they've been called upon for a county or a club, they've they've showed up and they've gave some outstanding performances. Um, like with Jordan and Ross, the best is yet to come. With Sean, he owes nobody nothing. Uh, so, like, yeah, I think they're deserving, deserving of it. Anything to add, lads? Happy enough to move on to the full forward line, yeah? Yeah, yeah happy enough. Okay, we'll move on then to the full forward line. So, in there, we have Jamie Clark, Brian Murphy, and Jake Elliott. So, there, that's our, uh, that's our team of the year. Like, the, boy, the boys were superb. Uh, Jake Elliott was uh, someone that we spoke about uh, quite a bit this season. Very, very good. A couple of points again yesterday. Um, live wire forward. We always knew he had great potential. I remember Brian, I don't know who actually describing him to me as a wizard uh, when Brian was with the Miners, what was it, 2015 or 2016, and Jake was playing. And I thought he really, really showed his potential uh, this year. Um, and this segues us into a nice little point, right? Because we might as well go with our footballer there now because it's... It was actually between the other two, so two nominees that we have. We didn't have three, and if anyone wants to disagree, feel free to do so. We love the feedback. Uh, message in and let us know your team of the year on, on Facebook. Just comment underneath on YouTube and Twitter and all that. But we went with two nominees for, for Football of the Year because we felt that in terms of individual performances over a prolonged period during the season that maybe an individual out there didn't quite match what the two lads did. So the nominees for Player of the Year were Jamie Clark of uh, Bindestone Gales and Brian Murphy of Raffili. And, you know, I think, lads, you know, last week I, I probably said, I think I did send a podcast that I thought that Brian Murphy possibly was footballer there. And then, Tom, you said Jamie Clark. And I was like, I nearly forgot for a moment about how good he actually was. And you'd nearly say, would it be fair to say, Tom, that it, certainly in your eyes anyway, in a lot of people's eyes, would it have been neck and neck between those two heading into yesterday? Oh, would it be? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I thought uh, Jamie, Jamie had a brilliant year with with, with Byron Song. And, and it's not, you know, it's not just me saying this. Uh, every a lot of people were talking about Jamie all during the year about yeah. you know yeah. his performances. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian has just been consistent, consistent, consistent. Uh, what I liked about him was like you know I mean. He was notching up big scores in all the games for him, and um, it didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter what way you put the ball into him. He still won his ball. He, he, he'd win dirty ball. He'd win good ball. He's he's free taken. You know his uh, his ability to lose his marker. You know, and you know he, he's a great example to any young man playing corner forward or want to play in full forward corner forward. Look at his run. He's, he never he never allowed himself to go outside the range where he was shooting under pressure. He was all he was always within the score zone area to, to, to tap it over the bar. And like, like he was pointing out there to Stevie in his interview there about like you know some of the phrases they you know they're inside the twenty one. There was very little effort to put into him, but you have to create them phrases. You have to create them opportunities, and he done that. And you know hats off to him. Like you know he he he's had a brilliant year. Uh, all round for Rafferty and uh, I wish him the very best to Yeah, he, he created a hell of a lot of opportunities, um, you know, as well as taking them and won a lot of those frees. 
Um, mm. So I think just for the moment, uh, look, we'll announce it anyway. So we all agreed on this unanimously that Brian Murphy is uh, the left wing back uh, footballer of the year for uh, 2021, and deservedly so. And uh, we're actually going to hear from him now because I spoke mm. to him yesterday after the match as well. Brian Murphy, Raffaele captain, congratulations, county champions, sweet. Yes, yeah, exceptional really, especially, you know, to, uh, it's kind of hard to win the words too, like, you know, when you, you put so much into it and we have, we've left some behind us, but just to win today, it's, oh, it's just unbelievable really, it's unbelievable. You've been, uh, I don't know, is it a second or third coming on your behalf, but you've had serious injuries down through the years, a couple of cruciates and you're probably playing the football in your life this year. Yeah, well, uh, I suppose I'm putting up good numbers, like, but, some of the, I'm, I'm kicking frees like over the bar from 21 yards out like you know there's not a whole lot of kicking in them like some of the scores Brian or, or Colin and them will bring it so far and I can just wheel around them and kick it over like but I suppose every player goes through it where you feel good and everything you touch you just feels right like and it just kept going and going and my performance don't mean a whole lot if, if I didn't score and I was getting taken off in games I wouldn't particularly care once the result was today that's all that matters like just see what it means to everyone it's, it's very very special like it's just very special and it is sweet like and nobody gives you a chance ourselves included and we'll be quite honest about it um, but obviously you're quite confident during the week I felt and I've said it to the other lads as well the improvements you've made in the space of a week like even though you won the game last week and won it comfortably there were still big improvements and you made those I felt you shored things up and were dominant like really like, I know for, for the most part it was touch and go and it was tight or whatever but you pushed on and you were resilient and you didn't actually let them back in after that yeah like I think everyone wrote us off and I'm sure Everyone is entitled to their opinion, Mike, but I heard some of the comments, like, and it only fueled you up, like, you know, I, I, granted there were favourites, but I couldn't see how everybody had them so overwhelming favourites. We beat them in the league final here this year, like, we've won the league and championship this year, like, in, in the last, in the, you know, the late 20 final that was only played here a few months ago, we knew we, so many of us didn't perform, like, and still we didn't perform, with five minutes left, there was three points in it, like, and, and we knew, we knew, we knew there was going to be very little in it, and it only added, it was only more of an advantage for us that maybe they were believing the hype or, or you know, but we never, we knew we were going to be in with a squeak, without doubt, like. Well, listen, congratulations, Brian, I want to see the light of you, and uh, keep her late and the best looking Lencer, all right? Yep, top guy, delighted for him, um, what can you say? Just just incredible. And he has had, I think, at least two cruciate injuries. Um, and that's just among some of the, the injuries that he has down through the career or whatever. Like he was on Rafili's side in 2004, I think, when he was only 17. I think they might have won a minor that same year. Uh, Brendan was only 15 playing midfield on that. Um, just Stevie, Neve is busy there in the background. I don't know what's nice, you know, Neve or, or Tommy Wogan's dog. It's coming the knives, it's uh, sticking yeah, me back. I don't know what's going on. It's probably telling you to try to tell you to Heard go on comment. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, in, in all seriousness, like Brian Murphy's been absolutely brilliant and a well deserved footballer of the year. Lads, um, have we anything else to add? Maybe there's a couple of lads we in the forwards that we should have mentioned. Um, Chris Blake was definitely a. Uh, an ear shout as well. Uh, yeah. Steve, you mentioned you mentioned Brian Smith. Again, a lad who has won a serious amount of ball. Might not have been racking up scores, but very good at making the ball stick. Um, yeah, and like yesterday, he was, you know, he, he was brilliant yesterday. And like, I tell you, the only shot he had maybe was a free in the second half. Didn't go away by much. He had plenty of meat on it. Um, just before he had got, or before we had talked about picking teams, a good one years ago, Lachlan were playing. Uh, and, uh, Martin Meany, he he be he passed away there about a year ago or that, but Martin was, was a selector on the team anyway. 
the, they were after picking the team and they're going into the dressing room anyway, and big Joe Carpenter, Joe was after not making the cut. Uh, and Martin goes in anyway before the team was announced, says to Joe, just Joe, find me well, Joe, you'll be on the team. And next minute all hell broke loose. <laughs> so picking a team is not too easy. Never was and never will be. No, it's not. Um, Adam McCarran, uh, John Murphy were other names mentioned. Um, I just possibly a few more we're leaving out. Paul like, Roderick, no, I know. Yeah. You know, he probably might have played every game as well. It was very good against uh, Bagnestown, or sorry, against... Um, yeah, against Bagnestown. You know, there's always... You can only pick 15 and, like, you probably need a, a team of the year now. You might be picking five subs as well because it's gone that way. It's the, it's the lads are finishing. Look at Eric Malloy yesterday. You know, the, the, the starting 15 are only making way for the ending 15. Hmm. Yeah, well, listen, lads, um, anything else to add in general in terms of uh, the whole championship before we finish up? Oh. Just best up to wrap really next weekend. And all our teams in Leinster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, lads, genuinely, I just want to say thanks to you because for every Monday, obviously, for the last, I don't know how many weeks you've been coming on here, um, a lot of people have come up to me and complimented all these guests and that they've enjoyed the program. Um, so I'm very grateful for you giving up your time. I do genuinely appreciate it. And um, yeah, I think we've had some good fun over the duration of the championship. It's fair to I say. I remember you telling me it was only going to be an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't you know, stop Barry. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, Barry's hitting the big time. He's everywhere now, so he, he can't stop him talking. That's the problem. We're in the and Wi-Fi now at the minute. Jesus, don't <laughs> jinx it. Don't jinx it. But no, seriously, lads, thanks a million. Um, I, you know, really appreciate it. And uh, we, we will chat soon, no doubt. We're going to take. A well due break for um a week or two on you. We'll reassess things. We do have a, a my time in the Gansey series to finish as well. There was supposed to be eight parts of that. We got through three of them. Certain few things got in the way. So uh, we, we'll trickle through the rest of those. The guests are lined up. It's just to get the content done. And um, geez, if we do them live, it'll be some crack because they're ser- serious stories. And let me tell you. Uh, our sponsors, uh, Auto Image. Uh, thanks to Simon Ray, who's uh, obviously you know, helping us out with that. Uh, with Auto Image, uh, for all your motor needs, uh, check them out on instagram and on facebook as well and um, i just think while we're at the the outset here or at the end of the show just to thank all our sponsors that have supported us over the the duration of the the series as well and um yeah as lad said best luck to all the teams next weekend and uh, i'm sorry if i forgot anyone or anything we did do our best and uh we uh we have really enjoyed last number of weeks um just to mention as well uh jim bulger and jared Dyle on a personal level have been very good to me at county board level um, and not just them two. A lot of lads have been very good, um, very welcoming when you go in and all. And uh, I would want to say thanks to them and for letting us go in and cover some of the games. Uh, that's been definitely something that people have spoke about as well in terms of uh, the commentaries in the last few weeks. So again, many thanks to those uh, people involved. You know who you are. And yeah, that's where we leave it, lads. Thanks, Emil. And uh, for you watching and listening, uh, we really appreciate your time also. So we'll chat to you again soon. Take care.